Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me again is Dr. Chuck Hoffaker. He is president of Southern Poultry Research Group Incorporated in Athens. Always good to see you, Chuck. Good to see you, Joe. I saw uh, some amazing statistics the other day about the growth of salmonella vaccines in broilers. Um, do you have any idea what might be driving that trend? Because before it was pretty common to vaccinate the, the broiler breeders, broilers, that was a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think what we've learned is that the, the level of salmonella that's coming to the processing plant is really what's dictating the success of the processing plant in meeting the USDA performance standards. And if a particular complex or a particular group of breeders are shedding salmonella, then those broilers have the potential to have a higher level of salmonella or maybe a, one of the serovars that's more risky for human health. We know that Salmonella aniridotis, Heidelberg, and Typhimerium are the big three that can cause human foodborne illness. So if you have one of those three or you have a higher level and the plant is struggling to meet their USDA performance standards, then one of the quicker ways that we can intervene to reduce that is to, to use a live salmonella vaccine. The live vaccines are all, all typhimerium based that are available on the market in the U.S. today. So they're mutants of salmonella typhimerium that cause less, they don't cause any risk for human illness. And they give good immunity protection against especially those three that cause the big, biggest uh, proportion of human foodborne breaks. So typically, when would the vaccines be administered in broilers? Uh, there's two times that companies have used them. They, they'll either use them as a single dose at a day of age, or they'll use them as a double dose, a day of age, and then boost again at 10 days or 14 days of age. What we've seen is that if you have a real high risk and really need to get that level down quickly, you probably want to use those two doses and that, that gives you the greatest protection out to processing. So how does a poultry company go about deciding whether or not it's economically feasible to vaccinate broilers for salmonella? Well, it, two times I think you would think, if I were the, the live production manager or the CEO or a broiler company, I would look at it. One, if I had a significant proportion of my breeder flocks that had Salmonella aniridotis, Typhimerium, or Heidelberg, those three that cause human illness most often in the U.S., then I might consider vaccinating until I got it under control with my breeders. Or if I had a real high level of, of Salmonella in my processing plant that was not meeting the USDA performance standards and you know, I was listed in an unfavorable category uh, by USDA, then I may consider to get, get it down quickly, keep it under control so I don't have a problem where I could have a potential human outbreak and a recall until I do get my breeder situation under control or the source of the salmonella feeding into the boilers under control. Are there certain types of production systems that might benefit more than others from vaccinating broilers for salmonella? There are the, the production systems where you have your breeders all in one area um, 
rather than um, so on large farms. Those large breeder farms are a greater risk than smaller one house or two house breeder farms because once you have salmonella in these large farms, it's much more difficult to, to control it. The vectors, beetles, mice, people um, tend to drag it around to more houses, which means more breeders, more broiler offspring, so you have a larger amount that can come to your broiler operation. Now, to what extent is processing driving this surge in, in broiler vaccination? Are the are there people on the processing side of the business going to live production and saying, hey, you guys got to do a better job? Yeah, I think there's a lot more cooperation and collaboration today between the processing plant and live production when it, when it comes to um, foodborne illness and bacteria like salmonella and campylobacter because they're realizing that as USDA has lowered the performance standards, they're not able to control everything within the processing plant as they did in the past. Their, their need to have the, the live side lower the amount of salmonella coming into the plant so that the plant can cope with, cope with it and knock it down. In addition to vaccination, what else can we do to try to minimize salmonella pressure in the broiler house? There's quite a few things that, that companies have looked at. So vaccination is one of the, the quicker and easier things. There's probiotics that we can use. So uh, competitive exclusion that try to keep the salmonella from colonizing. Some of the organic acids that, um, some of those same organic acids we use for an antibiotic free program will also have some effects on salmonella and kind of add on to your program. I think you have to look at salmonella control as not just one thing. I wish there was one thing that we could do and make it all go away. Vaccination is one of the key tools, but probiotics, organic acids, some of these plant-based um, essential oils have also a, a, an anti-salmonella uh, effect. And what have we learned about salmonella from other sources, the feed for example? Most of the time when I've had worked with companies that have had a salmonella issue, it's not necessarily been the feed that has maintained the problem. It may have initially been what introduced it into the breeders, um, but generally it's, it's not the feed that maintains salmonella being fed into your broiler process. I think you want to look at feed and what you feed the breeders so that you don't feed the breeders salmonella so that you've got 60 weeks now of bird shedding salmonella. But by and large, feed's not one of the biggest areas that I focus on in broilers for salmonella control. Well, it's a fascinating trend. I know the industry is really challenged by these new parts standards, and uh, it sounds like management practices and, and vaccination are going to be working together to, to try to reduce uh, the level of salmonella coming out of the broiler house. Yes, yes they are. We've been talking to Dr. Chuck Hoffaker. He's a veterinarian and president at Southern Poultry Research Group Incorporated in Athens. Thanks again, Chuck.